Today's daf is Sotu Daf Mem. Hey, we've got our work cut out for us. We are holding right after the Mishnah on Mem Dalaram Beis. We just began the parak of Egla Arufa, so we're going to discuss many details of Egla Arufa. First thing we're going to talk about is how many Dayanim are needed from the Sanhedrin to be there for the Egla Arufa, the various Limudim from the Psukim. And then the Gemara is going to talk about how Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov holds that it's not only members of the Sanhedrin that have to be there, but the Melech and the Kohen Gadol have to be there, and maybe even the entire Sanhedrin has to be there. There, according to Rabbi Yaakov, the Gemara is then going to talk about what the source is for the din of a of, of a hidden body and uh, when, when and being part from Egla Rufa, if the body's hidden under something, and we're going to compare it to the halachos of Shikha and Psukim that it says by Shikha by forgetting some grain in the field, and that's one of the Matlasani. And the Gemara is going to have two rayos whether Shikha that, that's above ground level, that's not actually resting on the ground, that's in the avir of the chatzir of the chatzir, whether that's of the sada rather whether that's considered shikha or not. And then uh, the Gemara is going to talk about what if you find two dead bodies, one on top of the other? Which body do you, bury, do, you, do you measure from? Do you measure from the top body or the bottom body? The Gemara is going to have variously mudim from the Pasuk on when, to, when not to bring an Egla Arufa, meaning what the exceptions are, that even though you found a dead body, you would not bring an Egla Arufa. And then the Mishnah in the middle of Amun Beis is going to give many more details about how do you measure for the Egla Arufa, where do you bury, the the body if the body is uh, is is in different pieces is in different parts which part of the body is the ikker and which part of the body is the tafel the gemara is going to explain the uh, the machlokas about which part of the body we measure from if you have the head and the uh, the and the and the body in different places and that's this gemara is actually one of the primary sources for being koveya zman hamaves for determining the uh, the time of death for determining what the definition what the definition of death is, whether it's uh, brain death or cessation of breathing or uh, anything else. So this Gemara is one of the primary sources in, in that sugya of figuring out how we, how we determine what's considered, uh, what's considered Misa. So let's, cons- let's begin from Mem Dalar Mbez at the Gemara, right after the Mishnah. So the Mishnah started out by saying that Egla Rufa is uh, done Belashna Kodesh, that the Parsha has said Belashna Kodesh. Says Gemara, Maika Amar, how do you know that? Amar that since it says over here and that phrase is a familiar phrase is a familiar phrase to us because the Pasuk also says uh, so uh, by the Brachas and the Klaus by Hargrizim and Arevel says so we say okay so just like the, by Hargrizim and Arevel is Blosh Kodesh so over here also is Blosh Kodesh the Seder Regla Rufa Ketzad, and what's the Seder Regla Rufa? What's the procedure? Kimati Chalva Adama Viyatsu Zekenecha Vishoftecha. That the Zekenecha Vishoftecha have to come out. Shloshlami Bezna Gadl Shibir Shlaim Ayyotsin. Three members of the Beis Nagod in Yerushalayim have to be involved, have to go out to do the procedure of Egla Rufa. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Chamisha, but the Mishnah said that Rabbi Yehuda holds five members of the Sanhedrin Nagod in Yerushalayim have to come and be involved. So Tadra Abadon Brisa teaches us what the basis for each opinion is. Why would you say three members of the Sanhedrin Nagod? Why would you say five members of the Sanhedrin Nagod? Where do we see any of this in the Pesukim? Tadra Abadon V'yatsu Zekeinecha V'shoftecha. Pasuk says V'yatsu Zekeinecha V'shoftecha. So we darshan. Zikenecha is plural. It's not just one, it's at least two. So that's got to be shnayim. Vishavtecha, also plural. So that's another.
other Shnaim, Vein Bezin Shakal, Mosibin Aleinu Rechad, Harekan Chamisha. But we know you can't have four members of a Bezin, you can't have an even number of Dayanim on a Bezin. So in Mosib Aleinu Rechad, we add another one, and that's five. Divri Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda's Shita. Why can't we have a Bezin Shakal? So certainly when Bezin is determining a Psakalacha, so you understand you can't have a Bezin Shakal because you might have an even vote. They may, you, need, you need someone to be Machria, so you can't have a Bezin Shakal. But once that's true, it seems that the tzura of a bezdin is that a bezdin cannot be cannot be a bezdin shakal, even when the role of the bezdin is not to be machriya halacha. Meaning, the, what's the role of the bezdin over here? The measuring is uh, the uh, the tape measure is going to be machriya the halacha. Is it a psak halacha over here, or is it just a procedure? There are a lot of things that bezdin does that the Sanhedrin does, rather the Sanhedrin gadol does that are procedural rather than uh, than, than than determining halacha. Being most of aliyir vazaros, so it's a Halacha to be most of Aliyah of Azaros. No, you need them to represent all of Klal Yisrael. So the Sanhedrin Agadol functions as the representatives of Klal Yisrael. So Salvation said in the Yotzeche that very often the, the role of the Sanhedrin Agadol is for things that you need the Jewish people to agree on or the Jewish people to, uh, to, to affect. But you can't have every single Jew do something. So we have a body of, uh, of people that are representatives of the entire nation. So it's like, uh, it's like I guess, what Congress is supposed to be. So it's uh, they're, they're supposed to be representatives of the entire nation. So Sanhedrin Gadol functions on that level as well. Rabbi Shimon Omer Zikenecha Shnayim Vein Bezin Shakal Mosivin Aleinu Lecha Rikan Shlosha. That it says Zikenecha. That's two. You can't have two Dayanim, so you got to have three because you can't have an even number. I've Rabbi Shimon Ami Yaksiv Shavtecha. What does Rabbi Shimon do with the pasuk Vishavtecha? He just darshins Zikenecha. He doesn't darshin Vishavtecha. How many Bayleilim Yuchadin Shavshavtecha? He uses Vishavtecha to teach us that you need uh, very high, high-ranking Dayanim, meaning me- members of the, uh, the Sanhedrin Gadol that sit in the Lishcha Sagazes. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda will say, yes, I do agree that you need that, but you can learn that from the fact that it doesn't just say Ziknei, which would also be plural, it says Zikenecha, which means uh, that it's got to be a high-ranking, uh, high-ranking uh, Dayanim. Rabbi Shimon, I kasv rachmane Ziknei, havamina fil Ziknei Ashuk. No, he says, if it would have said Ziknei, I would think you don't even need people who are members of any Sanhedrin. They could just be Zikne Ashok, any Zikenim. That's why he says Zikenecha to let us know that they have to be members of some Sanhedrin. And then Shoftecha is used to teach me uh, that it has to be members of the Sanhedrin Agadol. But Vi Kasrachmon is Zikenecha, Havamin Yafu Sanhedrin Katana. Kasrachmon of Shoftecha, Mihadin Shoftecha. If it only would have said Zikenecha, I would have thought even members of Sanhedrin Katana, Vishoftecha tells me, no, no, it's got to be members of the Sanhedrin HaGadol. Rabbi Yehuda gomer ziknei ziknei mi ziknei ha'eda. Rabbi Yehuda will learn ziknei ziknei from the, from the, from the word ziknei by ziknei ha'eda. When it talks about the, the, the parhalem davr shal tzibur, it also uses the, the term ziknei. So uh, just like over there, it's got to be from the Sanhedrin HaGadol, so over here as well. Mala alon miyuchadin shabeda. Afkar miyuchadin shabeda. Just like by parhalem davr, it's got to be the miyuchadin shabeda. You need the members of the Sanhedrin HaGadol. So over here also you need the members of the Sanhedrin Gadol. 
i.e. gomer ligomer lekulam ilsamei hasam. So practically, Mark, if you're going to learn from paralim davish al tzibur, you should learn everything from there. That you should learn that you need five from there as well, because the gemara at the very beginning of Masech Sanhedrin also t- tells us a source that you need five for paralim davish al tzibur. So it learns that out from psukim. So we should be able to learn this din of egla rufa from the five that you need by paralim davish al tzibur. You don't need any special psukim by egla rufa to teach the number of uh, of dayanim. And therefore, why do you need the first mission of Sech Sanhedrin goes through when you need a basin of three Dayanim, when you need a basin of 23, when you need a Sanhedrin Agadol, and the, that, that's, and it's a very, very long mission. There's only one Mishnah in the first part of Sech Sanhedrin. They forgot to split up the mission into different pieces. So it's one long mission at the beginning of Sanhedrin. The Gemara d- derives how we know each of those halachos that you need this number of Dayanim, because it's not always, always 323 or uh, Sanhedrin Sometimes you need some other number of Dayanim. Five Dayanim, seven Dayanim. So the Gemara derives how we know each of these things. So why can't we learn it from there? So the Vav of Vishoftecha comes to teach uh, the, the, the number. And as Rashi explains, We're not learning the Gzeir Shava. And we need Shoftecha to teach that it's got to be Dayanim from the Sanhedrin Gedola, just like Rabbi Shimon said. I, uh, uh, the, how does Rabbi Yudha then know to add two more Dayanim beyond what Rabbi Shimon holds? Rabbi Shimon holds you only need three, Rabbi Yudha holds you need four. Yeah, Vav Devshavtecha Darish Rabbi Yudha Leminyana Laviyot Shnaim. The way he knows in additional to Dayanim beyond Rabbi Shimon's Dayanim, he holds every Joshua that Rabbi Shimon says, you have to say as well. But the Vav, he says, is an extra Joshua. That teaches us that you could add two more Dayanim. For Rabbi Shimon Vav, Lamashmalei, Rabbi Shimon thinks that you can't make a Joshua out of a Vav, that you can't uh, learn an extra two Dayanim. Out of a vav, elamayata. So says him, wait a second. The way we're working these drashos is that every time the Torah describes what the dayanim are doing, and he uses a plural expression, so that's another two dayanim we add to the picture. Zikenecha, plural. Veshavtecha, plural. So we're adding two more, two more. So elamayata, if we're going to keep darshaning like that, viyatsu shnaim. Umadadu shnaim. Pasuk says viyatsu, that's plural. Umadadu, that's plural. So we should add two more for each of those. So the Rabbi Yudah Rekhan Tisha, the Rabbi Shimon Rekhan Shiva. Rabbi Yudah should end up with nine Dayanim, Rabbi Shimon should end up with seven, not five and three, but nine and seven. And Sigmar Umi Vaililichaditanya. No, we need both the Viyatsu and the Maddu for different drashas. Viyatsu, Hain Velosh Luchayan. From Viyatsu, we learn that they can't send a Shaliach, that it's not a Shaliach based in, is not going to work, that they themselves have to do it, which Luchora is uh, difficult to understand. Of course, Hain Velosh Luchayan, if you need a specific number, isn't it uh, obvious that they can't just send a shliach bezin? So we must be saying that, no, e- each one can't send a shliach, that they have to appear in person. That you might think that each one could uh, could send their own shliach. We're not talking about a general shliach bezin, someone who goes and represents the entire uh, the entire bezin. We're talking about someone who uh, each each of the dayanim sending a, uh, a personal shliach. So that we learn from the Yatsu, that they themselves have to go out, they cannot send a personal shliach. Umadadu and Amadu teaches us that even if you find that you, you see very clearly which city it's closer to, it's obvious. You could just uh, eyeball it and you see right away that this mace is closer to that city than this to that city. Still, you have to measure because mitzvah lasuk medida that that you still it's a mitzvah to be involved in uh, in in the, uh, the the medida itself. Um, 
had it not said to Madadu if uh, the din was that uh, that you're not mo- you're not motivated by it when Nimsa bala the ear, then the Torah wouldn't have said to Madadu. So they asked Sanatri Katana that the Pasuk, what do you mean the Torah wouldn't say to Madadu? You still need the Pasuk to tell, tell us that you motivate the Chalal Shanimsa Shalobalil here, that you do a measurement when you don't find it closer to one city. So he says you could have uh, suggested that that would be Pashut, meaning if the Torah says that you have to bring it from the era Krova, the Agla Rufa has to be brought by the era Krova. So how are you going to figure out what's the era krova if you can't tell by looking? Obviously, you're going to you're going to measure. So maybe that's what uh, that that's why umadudu is extra to teach me that nimtzabalili ear that you still uh, that you still modate. But then uh, says the sanedrik katana you can't say that teretz because if the Torah would not have said umadudu we would not have been modate. We would have brought all all the cities would have brought an uh, eglarufa b'shutfus and would have made it tonight. Meaning we would have uh, who says we would have done a medida? We would have said who, who needs to be yosik medida? Just get everybody to get together and agree to bring an Aglarufa. We'll make it tonight on the Aglarufa. If it was this city, then it's this city's Aglarufa. If it was that city, it's that city's Aglarufa. So he says, no, if it wouldn't have said a mud to do, uh, the, the, the din would have been that all the cities would bring Bishutfus and make it Pitanai. But if they wouldn't have wanted to, to do this, then they would have had to measure. So that din is uh, Pashut. So the Pasuk comes to, to be Marba. The Pasuk tells us that it's a mitzvah lasuk bimedida, even when there's no tsarach bekach. And therefore, for Ramodid, even to, to by a chal that's nimtza ba'alilir, that's right next to uh, to a city. Um, the Archa Shulchan writes in Chosha Mishpat that if we went to set a maddu, the din would have been pashat that there's a mitzvah limdod lechal she'enu ba'alilir. That uh, that when it's not obvious, is a mitzvah to be modid because the Torah says that it has to be from the era krova and mele. You have to be mevarer what the era krova is. So the Archa Shulchan says that taka would have been the the din had it not been uh, had we not said umadudu. Um, says the uh, the Gemara for the Masnis and Dilk Rabbi Lozben Yaakov. Our mission seems against Rabbi Lozben Yaakov. The time Rabbi Lozben Yaakov Omer Zikenecha Zu Sanhedrin Shoftecha Zemelch V'Koyen Gadol Shoftecha is not there to teach us another number of Dayanim. No, it's telling us a whole separate group of people. Shoftecha is the Melch and the Koyen Gadol. How do I know Melch is called Shoftecha? Melch Tuchsiv Melch the Mishpat Yamidaretz. One of the roles of a Melch is to to see to it that justice prevails in uh, in his is Malchus. So that's uh, Melpe Mishpat, Yamidaretz. Ya, ya so you see that Shoftecha is a reference to the Kohen Gadol as, as well. Marsha asks, how could Rebbe Yaakov darshan two drushes from one word? Shoftecha is darshan for both a Melech and a Kohen Gadol. So he says, no, because they're both, there's no reason to favor one over the other. So whenever there's no reason to favor one drasha over the other, then we're going we're gonna to go with both. The Torah is obviously trying to hint to us that both of them are, are correct. Um, the, the question is, who Who's defined as a melch? Does it have to be a melch dafka from the uh, from the melch based David or uh, or, or love dafka from the melch based David? The Gemara is going to say later on in a couple of days on uh, Shabbos's daf that Misha Rabba when there were too many murders they stopped doing egla rufa and that's talking about during Bayasheni. So it sounds like there was. Bayesheni, there was a Glarufa during Bayesheni until Rabu Aratzchanin, even though there was no Malchus based David, there was no Melch for the Malchus based David during Bayesheni. Oh, so you see from there, the that you don't need a, a Melch for the Malchus based David, you just need someone who has a Din Melch in general. When Rablaz Ben Yaakov says from Shavtach, we learn that you need the Melch and the Kohen Gadol, what does that say about his Shita about? 
about the Sanhedrin itself. Mm-hmm. Does he say that you need either three or five Dayanim from the Sanhedrin like the other Tanaim? Or does he think that Zekeinachim means you need the Sanhedrin, meaning in its entirety, that you need the entire Sanhedrin to come out? So I'm Rav Yosef Tashamah, let's bring a Raya. Mitzan Zakin Mamri Abe Pagi Vehimra Leia. And let's say the Zakin Mamri finds the Sanhedrin Agadol outside of the Lishcha Sagazis by the Be Pagi, and that's where he does the Amra, he argues in them, and then he goes and he says like his sheet back at home, Yachote Amra Amra, you might think that he actually counts as Zakin Mamre, Tamalov Kamta Valisa La Makom, Melamicha Makom Garin. And no, he's got to find the Sanhedrin in their Makom. So it says Gemara, what's the case over here? He finds them where? Where are you going to just run into? Oh, you go to a ball game, and look at that, the, all the entire Sanhedrin is there. Where's the entire Sanhedrin going to be as a group? Are they going on a field trip? Kama, how many members of the Sanhedrin? Elam Dinafuk Mtsasan. If it's only some members of the Sanhedrin, well, then how does he know that he's really arguing on the Sanhedrin? Maybe the people that are still in the Lishka Sagazis agree with him. So, how can he become a Zakin Mamre if he only finds a few members of the Sanhedrin somewhere? No, it must be that the entire Sanhedrin has left the Lishka Sagaz. But, what are they leaving for? If it's for Dvara Shos, are they allowed to? The entire Sanhedrin is just allowed to pick up and leave. But we darshan from the pasuk. That if a member of the Sanhedrin feels like he wants to leave, he needs to go out. He needs to run an errand. He needs to do something. He's got to take a look around and do a head count and see that if there are twenty-three dayanim that are still there, then he can leave. But if there are now he's not leaving twenty-three dayanim behind, like the number of dayanim that there would be in the Sanhedrin Kitana, then he may not leave. So, uh, so he, the, the, he can't just have the whole Sanhedrin walk out for Dvar Shus. We learned that out from Ali Yaxar Mazag because Meziga is one third, two thirds. That's how you Mazag a kos of Yayin. So uh, twenty three is roughly one third of the size of the Sanhedrin. El Pshita Dvar Mitzvah. So it must be that if they're all leaving, they're leaving for Dvar Mitzvah. Well, Amai, what kind of Dvar Mitzvah do you need the entire Sanhedrin to leave for? Lav Lemedida Seglav Rabbi Lazar Isn't it to measure Nagla Rufa? And this is something like Rabbi Lazar that the entire Sanhedrin is needed. So you see that Rabbi Lazar does not hold like Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Shimon that three or five Dayanim would be enough. No, you need the entire Sanhedrin. I'm going to buy low. You can't bring a right from there because there are other reasons why the entire Sanhedrin might leave the Lishcha Sagazes. Maybe they're going to be Mosef on the Irva Azaros. They're coming to expand the Kedushas Yerushalayim. They're coming to expand the area of the Azaros. The only way one is that the Kali Yisrael is able to be Mosef to the Irva Azaros is through the Sanhedrin Agadol. So maybe that's what they were there for, not from Medina Segla. Tanya Kavasid Rav Yosef. We have a Bryce that says just like Rav Yosef. Metzana based Pagi vehimralayan. If the Zakin Mamre finds the Sanhedrin by base Pagi, and that's where he does Zamrak. He goes Shiyatz the Medida Segla Olos Valir Valazaros. And the Bryce says explicitly why would they all be leaving? Either to do Egla Arufa or to be most Valir Valazaros. So you see Beferish in the Brisa that according to Rabbi Lazar Yaakov, you need the entire Sanhedrin. So even though we rejected the Raya, we have a Brisa, another Brisa that says clearly. This 
this way, Yachl to Amras Amras. So you might think that counts as Amra. Tamalomrim comes to believe some Lamisham Makum Gareim. No, but it doesn't work for Zakir Mamre, because Zakir Mamre needs to be Dafka Blishkasagaz. But you do see from this Brisa that at least according to one Shita in Tanaim, you need the entire Sanhedrin to be involved in Eglarufa. Nimtsatam Begala Talibi Ilan. If you find the dead body hidden under a pile of stones or hanging on a tree, so the Mishnah said you don't do Eglarufa. Our Mishnah seems like Rabbi Yehuda, not Rabbi Yehuda. When it says there's a din of shikha that goes to the anim, that's not if it's hidden. No, the word besada tells you that even if it's hidden, it counts as shikha. So don't you see that it's a machlokas tanaim? What we're supposed to darshan from the word besada? Does besada come to? Exclude something that's hidden or include that which is hidden. So, you can even say that we're going like the Rabbanon. Even if by Shikha it's coming to include that which is hidden, when it comes to Eglarufa, when it uses the word Basada, it's coming to exclude a body that's hidden, and you have to just look at the context of the Pasuk. When it says ki matzichalol, so it means that you find it by adam, as opposed to if it's in, and then you don't find it out there on the ground. over there it's meinyan adikra by the shecha dechsev ki sixor kitzircha v'sadcha v'shachachta omer shecha dumi dekatzir that we juxtapose the word shecha with katzir with kitzircha. So ma katzir begaloi av shecha begaloi. Just like kitzircha is something that which you harvest is is out there in the open and you can see it, so to the shecha has to be begaloi. And that's why I have the actual word Basada over there to tell me, no, it doesn't have to be Bagaloi. Meaning the Hava Amina would have been that it would, it would need to be Bagaloi. And that's why the extra word comes to tell me that no one needs to, it's, it could be Tamun and that could be Shikha as well. The Rabbi the Nami Tabkalim is Shikha Tumim Dukatir. I want to Rabbi to make that same drasha that, uh, that Shikha uh, is Dumim Dukatir. And therefore, Basada tells me that even Tamun, why does Rabbi think that if it's Tamun, it's not Shikha? Enochinami, he would make that drasha. Well, the sadda lamali. What does he use besadda to teach? He uses sadda to teach that if you forgot standing grain, that also counts as shikha. Rabban shikhas kama minalahu. Where the rabban know the din of shikhas kama? Nafkul michis six arksircha besadcha. Rabbidu mi baile lech Rabbi Avahu. Rabbidu says, no, I already need the besadcha in that pasuk to teach me like Rabbi Avahu, like Rabbi Avahu Amr Blazar. Amr Amr Blazar. Prat lishetzafu omrin letochsadei chavero. That you might think that if uh, some grain, some some uh, stalks of grain uh, are blown into your friend's field, that that would also count as shikha. So that's what it tells me. No, that doesn't count as shikha. You're allowed to go reclaim those. The rabbanu mi besada besadcha. The rabbanu learned that from the fact that it doesn't say besada, but it says besadcha. Rabbidu besada besadcha lo mashmalei. Rabbidu doesn't think you can make two drushes, one from the word besada and the other from the word besadcha. By Rabbi Yirmiya. What if the grain doesn't blow into someone else's field? It blows in your own field, but it blows onto a rock or onto something. It's not lying on the ground. It's on top of something else. So do we assume that avir sada is kesada, and therefore it's considered to be shikha in your field, so anyone's allowed to go take it? Or do we assume avir sada is not kesada, so they're not allowed to go take it? Gemara's going to have two rayas. Raya number one. We should answer based on Rabbi Avahu. We said that if your grain floats or blows into someone else's field, it's not shikha. 
Ah, the chaveru in. If it goes into your friend's field, it's not shechabalutochsadeu lo. But if the same situation were to happen in your own field, then then it would be shechah. Meaning that if uh, if it were to to blow on top of something else where it's not lying resting directly on the field, the implication is that it would be shechah. It's only because it's in your friend's field that it's not shechah. But if that's how you're going to darshan, so you're saying that in order for it not to be shikha, you need to meet two requirements that A, be in your friend's field and B, that it not be resting on the ground so that would mean that if it's in your friend's field but resting on the ground, that, that is shikha, that would not be excluded that, that is shikha in order for it to be shikha, it needs to be in your field so how can you say that both of these are requirements, that it needs to be in someone else's field plus are not on the ground in order for it not to be shikha. So it says, no, Clearly, if it's in your friend's field, even if it's d- directly on the ground, it's not shikha. Why do we give the example of tzafu? Tzafu implies that it's floating above ground, that it's not directly on the ground. How else does it end up in your friend's field? It must have blown, so it blew on top of something. That's the way it goes. Tosh Masengmar says, let's try another raya. What if the grain is not directly on the ground in your field? Is it shikha or not? Omer You already have a bundle of grain to bring to the city. And you throw it on top of another bundle of grain that you're... Uh, the, the bundle that you're ready to bring, you throw on top of another bundle of grain, and you forgot both of them. The bottom one is shikha, the top one is not shikha. The bottom one you got to leave for the aniyim, the top one you can take for yourself. That neither of them are shikha, you're allowed to take both of them. Why? The bottom one is tamun, and anything that's hidden is not included in shikha. And the top one, because it's not resting on the ground, and anything that's not directly on the ground is not shikha. So you see, the whole machlokas is only about whether the bottom one is shikha, because we have a machlokas, whether that which is tamun is shikha or not. But at both tanaim held that the top bundle is definitely not shikha. Ah, so what do you see? Must be that everyone holds that if it's not resting directly on the ground, then it's not shikha. So it says, well, no, not a good raya. Shiny awesome. Keeping the achzik bezachadei. No, over there, the reason it's not shikha is because you already had grabbed it to bring it to the city. So you already didn't forget it. You can't, uh, you can't then make it shikha if you already remembered it. That's why the top one's not shikha. Well, if that's the reason that the top one's not shikha, why do we give an example that you leave it on top of the other bundle? Just give the example that you leave it wherever. You can leave it even directly on the field. And it wouldn't be shikha because once you're ready machzikba, it's too late for it to become shikha. Why would we definitely give the example that it's on top of another bundle? Says As far as the top one is concerned, the one that you were machzik to bring to the city, it could be left anywhere. It could be left even directly on the field, and it would not be shikha. Why do we give the example of on top of another one? Because we're trying to come up with a case where the bottom one is hidden, so you need something on top of it. So that's why we give the example of the top one on top of it. But the top one in Okanami. Once you've uh, grabbed it for yourself, it's no longer going to be shikha. I frankly, still doesn't sound like that's shot in the brisa because It says according to the second sheet on the brisa, the reason the elyon is not shikha, the top one is not shikha, is because it's tzaf. It's not directly on the ground, not because you're machzik bay. Says Gemara, no, you should read it as that it's uh, that that it's 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 as if it's still 
floating on the, on top of the ground than in your hand. I mean, when is it floating on the ground? When you're holding it. So we view it as if kitsaf, as if you're still holding on to it. It doesn't mean that it relates to its proximity to the ground or how, or whether it's directly on the ground. No, what it relates to is that you were already machzik, and we view it like you're still being machzik in it. Abayi was feeling good about himself one day. He said, "I feel like Benazay Bishukit very. Ask me anything. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for all questions." Rashi says, He was thinking very clearly. Must have been in a good mood. He said, uh, "I could answer anything with depth and with Kharifos, just like Benazay does in the Shukit Veria." So what are you going to ask Abayi when he's ready for a Q and A? On anything. So the said, If you have two dead bodies, one on top of the other, which one do you measure from? Do we assume that two bodies, since they're both bodies, it's min bimino? So it's a, the, the bottom one is still considered to be hidden, even though it's hidden by, by mino, by something that's a like kind. And uh, But min bimino is not considered tzaf. The top one is not considered to be off the ground because it's directly on top of another body which is directly on the ground and therefore uh, you'd, met, you'd use the, the top of body would be the one that you'd be modded because that's the one that really requires the Agla Rufa or maybe you could say the opposite that Min Bimino is, is considered it's not considered resting directly on the ground but Min Bimino is not considered Tamun, the bottom one is not considered hidden because it's only hidden by another body and therefore you should measure from the bottom one Oh, Dilmar, maybe there's a third possibility. Or maybe you measure from neither one of them. The uh, Rashi says there's a fourth possibility. The fourth possibility is that uh, you measure from both of them, that Min Bamino is not Saf and it's not Tom, and the one doesn't bring that possibility. Says Probably we said enough, you could figure that one out. You could figure out that there's a fourth possibility. So the Gemara doesn't have to spell it out. The Daf will be even longer then. But now we have to read the Rashi. Okay, so says Gemara, So we learned this in a Braisa. If you have a bundle of grain that you were you, held, you grabbed onto to bring it to the city and you put it on top of another bundle and you forgot it then the bottom one is the top one is not neither one of them is the bottom one because it's hidden by the top one and the top one because it's not directly on the ground we're working with the assumption that every time both of the Tanaim in this price agree to Rabbi Yehuda that that which is hidden is not going to be considered shikha. So what are they arguing about? They're arguing about what the definition of tamun is. Does hidden mean just something that's not visible? Or does it mean that it has to be hidden by a foreign substance? By something that's not mino? But if it's hidden by that which is mino, then it's not considered hidden. So you see it's exactly this machlokas. says, lo, that's not what they're arguing about. If everyone were to agree Rabbi Yehuda, that Tamun is actually an exemption from Shikha, then Enochinami. Everyone would agree that Min Bimino is considered Tamun. If it's not visible because it's hidden under something, even if it's hidden under something that's exactly the same thing as it, it's still going to be considered Tamun. But they're arguing about whether there is a Ptur of Tamun. The Rabban Krabban and Rabbi Shimon Yudah, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabban all like the Rabban that there's no Ptur of Tamun. Rabbi Shimon Yudah, like Rabbi Yehuda, that there is a Ptur of Tamun. 
Tani. But if that's the case, that they're just talking about the general din of Talmud, why does it have to say that one bundle is on top of another bundle? Say that there are a bunch of rocks or dirt on top of your bundle of grain. And that would also be the same machlokas, because it's whether there's a whole din of Talmud to begin with. Say no chinami. Yeah, I could have given that case. But it wants to emphasize just how strongly Rabbi Yudah holds the din of Talmud, that he holds that Talmud is an exemption, even if it's just covered by Mino, by another, by another bundle. We have a price. When you find a dead body, it's got to be a chalol, not chanuk. Not if it's choked to death. It has to be stabbed to death as opposed to choked to death. Chalol v'lo mefarper. And it has to actually be dead. If he's still, uh, if he's still moving, so when he's, uh, he's holding by dying, so you don't, you don't measure. When you find it, he has to be dead already. Ba'adama v'lo tamar begal. Ba'adama, and it can't be hidden. Nofel v'lo talu bi'ilan. Nofel teaches that it can't be hanging on a tree. Ba'asad v'lo tzofel p'nei amayim. Those last three we already had in the Mishnah. That it can't be floating on, on water. Rebbe says, no, I don't buy any of these joshes except for that the one about chalal. That it can't be uh, choked. It has to be uh, chalal. It has to be that it was stabbed to death. You're not moda that if it was choked or mutuba ashba that you don't do agla rufa. Why would you make one of these drushas not the rest? Why would you say chal v'lochanuk and not make the drasha of badam v'lotam begal nofal v'lotam begal besad v'lotam begal besad v'lotam begal He says because the word chal appears twice. So that's the drasha to make from the extra chal. Nimtza samach l'svar li'ir sheruba of the chavim. We said you don't do naglarufa. D'chsivki matzei prat l'matzei. That it has to be that you found it as opposed to something that's matzei all the time. That uh, we, ne- near an ear of Avdei Chavim, they're murderers, you're always going to find dead bodies. Or a city that doesn't have a basin, you're not modid aglarufa, to be in the ziknei ear because you don't have ziknei ear. And you only measure to, toward a city that has a basin. Obviously, if a city doesn't have a basin, it doesn't count. You can only measure to a city that does have a basin. You might have thought we canceled the whole din of Eglarufa when the closest city doesn't have a basin. So it tells us, no, you measure to the closest city of a, with a basin. It's not that you cancel the whole thing. You still have to measure, just measure to the closest city with a based in. So, uh, so that, 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 that's, what, uh, uh, that's what we learn from Lachuzikniri, Makam. Fine. Says the Mishnah. Let's say you find it exactly in between two cities, not closer to any one than the other. Each one brings an Aglarufa. Yushalayim will never have to bring an Aglarufa. What if you find the body in one place and the head in another place? You bring the, the, the head to the body. You measure from the body. Rabbi Kiva says, no, you bring the guf to the uh, to to the body, I mean you, you, to the head rather. The head is considered to be the ikr. May I know you, Where do you measure from? Rav says you measure from the middle of the body, from the navel. Rabbi Kiva Omer Michotmo, where you measure from the nose. Rav Lazar where people would normally kill each other from the neck. That's the that's how people kill each other. So that's where you measure from. Three deos, where we measure from. So my time is Rabbi Eliezer. What's the reason? For Shitas Rabbi Eliezer, that uh, that if you find it exactly in between two cities, that both cities bring Naglarufa, that's going to the first din in the Mishnah. Well, obviously he holds that it's possible that it actually was exactly in between two cities. 
He holds that there's a way to measure that it's exact. And he darshans that krova, the era krova, doesn't mean one city that's karov. It could even mean krovos. If there are multiple cities that are that are that are karov, that that would also uh, count. So vein yushlaim avi eglar rufa yushlaim cannot bring an eglar rufa damakra lerishta. Says that you're supposed to be yorish yushlaim ksav yushlaim lemeschalka leshvatim. And we assume that not, not you're supposed to yorish yushlaim that that it's uh, that lerishta is written in the context of eglar rufa that you find it in the eretz that you were yorish. But Yerushalayim is not Nishalik Lashvatim for Yerusha. Yerushalayim doesn't belong to anybody per se. I, the Mizbech, Mechalko Shabinyamin. What do you mean? Isn't there a chalik of Yerushalayim that was Binyamin and a chalik that was Yehuda, Ritzuya, Haisa, Yotza? We have a whole drush about how Yerushalayim was Nishalik. How can you say it's not Nishalik Lashvatim? So that's what we mentioned the other day that the Ravid writes, the Shinim Gretzis quotes from the Ravid, that there are two dinim of Nishalik Lashvatim. There's the din and dinim Mamanis, that like you have a Yerusha, you have to decide who gets what, who owns this land, who owns that land, who owns. So that Yerushalayim is not. There's no din of Yerushalayim But then there's a separate din of Kedusha Sa'aretz. That in order for something to have Kedusha, for the Eretz Yisrael to have Kedusha, the entire Eretz Yisrael has to be Nishalik Lashvatim. Has to have an, has to be identified by a specific Shevet in order to have its full-fledged Kedusha. That's why when they when they divided Eretz Yisrael in Sefer Yoshua, they did it in two ways: the Goral. And the Urim Vitumim. The Goral is a normal way to divide a Yerusha monetarily. You can't decide who's going to get what, so we do a Goral. So you'll get this portion, I'll get that portion. Urim Vitumim, that's got nothing to do with money. Urim Vitumim, that has to do with the Kedusha Sarts. That's what the Ravid writes. So Yerushalayim is not Nishalik Lashvatim in terms of Dinim Amunis. Binyamin can't say, no, this is my land, get out of here. No, the Mizbeach is for everybody. Dinim Amunis, it's for everybody. It's only in terms of. Uh, it's only in terms of the Kedusha that it's Bechel Kosho Binyamin. Nimtza Roshu B'makom, let's say if you find the head in one place, the body in another place. B'makom Mifli, what's the Makhlux about? Ile Melin Medida K'mifli, if they're talking about where to measure from, from where the head was or where the body was, how many times you say from Ayinu Yimod, Mechel Doresh Alav Medida Askinan. So that's where I read the Mishnah. It says, Mara, that's not correct, because it already says that in the Seifa. It already says in the Seifa that, uh, that, that where to measure from, from in the body, the nose or the middle of the body. So, so that, that would already cover this conversation. We're talking about where to bury it. You have to bury the whole body together. So do you bury the body where you find the head, or do you bury the, bo- bury the body where you find the body? That to bury it, a mace mitzvah, it's kodim makomo, you bury on the spot. That's the machlokas in our Mishnah. Do you bring the body to the head, or the head to the body for burial? What are they arguing about? One is, it's all about where he died. So one assumes he probably got killed on that spot and his head rolled away. So that's why his head is not near the body. The other one assumes, no, his head was chopped off so it fell down on the floor right there. And then his body was still shaking, was still moving like when you shot the chicken, that it's still jumping around. So his body jumped around for a little bit and then it ended up somewhere else. That's the Machlokas. May I know you, Which part of the body do you measure from? What's this Machlokas about? One opinion holds that the way to tell for life, the check for life, is in its is by the by the nose to see whether there's breathing. That the ikr life is 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 in the, uh, the, the 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 organs of the body. So let's suggest like the following tanaim. They're arguing the same thing. Where does the vlad begin to be created inside the mother's womb? 
that it's machlokas, whether it's from the head or from the middle part of the body. And then the limbs just grow out of the middle part of the body. So, it says, so that seems to be the same machlokas. It says, no, you could even be saying that everyone agrees to that, it, that the, the fetus develops from the middle and everything grows out from the middle. That's why Yitzira Savlad, the Chimisiyatsa Vlad, Mimitsiyasa Mitzar, Avlin Chiyusa. But in terms of where life comes from, where it's able to live from, to Kuliyam Vapehu, everyone agrees that life is determined by breathing. That's what Mesha writes in the Chuba, that the way to measure death, it's not brain death, it's not this death, it's not, it's cessation of breathing. Cessation of breathe, breathing is the way to measure death. Question is, what did he mean by that? Yeah, we have so many uh, different possibilities. Okay. From the place that it's uh, that, that that a person would die, which is from his neck. So you see, that to make a halal, you go with the neck. So that's why we measure dafka from the neck of the body. But from tomorrow, we'll pick up with the mission.